What's up, people? This is Jamal K. Davis, another episode of Just for Sport. Hope you're doing well. In this episode, we're going to talk about the NBA. What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamal K. Davis here with you on this primetime edition of Just for Sport. That's right. Thursday night. I didn't even wear my shirt. I guess I need to change my shirt. Normally, I'll wear a Washington football team shirt on the day they're playing. And as I'm recording this, this is the Washington Commanders Thursday night game against the Chicago Bears. And I am excited to watch them play tonight. I'm recording my podcast. Just for sport. Say, this is just for sport. This is just for sport. Thanks. Okay. All right. Back to the show. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed that commercial break. What? You can't have a second commercial break. Now, as I am trying my best to watch some of these games in Major League Baseball, we'll talk about that and how the day games are throwing me off. Uh, I tell you what, I got some other news that I am thinking about uh, that has to do with Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders, but I'm going to separate it from the actual game and what I want to talk about. And uh, yeah, there's uh, interesting two, two comments made, one by Kevin Durant, the other one by Phil Mickelson, that I want to talk about as well. But first, I want to talk about Major League Baseball. It's the postseason. It's the AL and NLDS. And the team that I feel sad for is the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners had a chance, had a chance to go up 1-0 on the Astros, and they couldn't do it, let the Astros come back. And now they find themselves down 2-0 after the Astros beat the Mariners 4-2. Now, my problem with Major League Baseball, and maybe it isn't really a problem, because if you're into the game and you watch Jordan's clutch, he had that two-run home run to help the Astros beat the Mariners, which was critical. But my thing is... I just can't keep track of the day games. Like, I'm getting lost in, oh yeah, they're playing baseball today. It just doesn't resonate for me as in football Sunday, you know at 1 o'clock, you're playing games. Because the thing is, anything that throws off your schedule, you miss, right? How many of you are watching the London games in NFL? Maybe if you were diehard, yeah, but you know most of you are forgetting, oh shoot, there's a 9 a.m. NFL game is on. Well, I'm not a diehard MLB fan, and so I am, of course, forgetting that there are day games for the playoffs, and I'm missing them all. Of course, also, work plays a role in that, too, but I'm missing them all. I don't even have them in the background. You know, everybody's working from home some days, you're remote, you're hoteling, all of that stuff, and I'm just forgetting it, not even really having the opportunity to remember that there's a game. I'm just not. I'm just not. 
And then unfortunately, uh, the Thursday game between the Guardians and Yankees were postponed. So I'm sure to an extent when tomorrow rolls around, how many of you are going to remember that there's a game at one o'clock? And who knows, you might be listening to this game on this podcast on Saturday. And then you definitely missed it. But that, like, it's just, it's just not in me. And so not only did I miss the Astros come back, I did, I did watch that great game last night between the Dodgers and Padres at the Padres won tying up the series. But then like Toronto, the way they lost, up 7-1 to the Seattle Mariners and Seattle Mariners come back and win it, win the series. I'm sure they're devastated. Oh, Canada, my heart hurts for you. But that's how the cookie crumbles. So I'm trying to watch I really am trying to watch, but it's just simply not easy to do that. I am simply missing out on games. Phillies Braves tie is tied 1-1. Who knew? I didn't. I simply didn't. Wasn't watching. I just simply wasn't watching. And I should be, right? Yeah, that's bad. We've got Cleveland Yankees tomorrow, Atlanta at Philly tomorrow, Dodgers at San Diego tomorrow. Already gave you my predictions for who's going to win the series. I said Braves to win NLDS. I said Dodgers to win NLDS on their side. I said Astros to win ALDS and Yankees to win ALDS. If there is an upset anywhere, I think it's San Diego over the Dodgers because it's a division rivalry. They know each other like nobody's business, like nobody's business. Cleveland Yankees, not so much, but the Cleveland, I said, look at it. Uh, The Cleveland Guardians have had like the best record in the last month of the season. I don't know if you knew that. So they've got a shot. They definitely have a shot. So I'll keep my eye on it. I got to remember, I got to remember that there are more games, more games during the day, more games during the day. Of course, there are a lot of NFL games, which I will get to my gut check picks in a little bit. But what I want to get to in football next, you know, we kind you kind of love drama. Everybody loves drama. Sports have become our soap opera. Yes, it's like the as the world turns of sports. And the big news today is that the commander's owner, Daniel Snyder, has dirt on the owners. He feels like everybody's coming down on him. They want him to sell the team. And apparently, he said privately, quote, they can't bleep with me. Because he's got all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff on the other owners. And if you don't think he does, why do you think the owners haven't pushed him out yet with everything that's happened? Because they know he is going to sing like a canary. Okay, fine. The other owners, they don't like Dan. All right, whatever. The other owners don't like each other. Okay. But it's a tight-knit group that everyone, everyone knows what the others are doing because they talk. Everybody's talking. And you want to put 
Daniel Snyder on the plank? You think he's going to just jump in? Nope. He's going to let everybody know. You want to put him in front of Congress? No, you really don't. You do, but you don't because what he might be able to tell. So let me tell you something, folks. After hearing about this dirt, whether it was on his super yacht or in a hotel penthouse, wherever it is, he's, you know, talking about how he's going to tell, tell all. Bottom line is Daniel Snyder now is not going anywhere. He can't. The owners don't want that. They can't silence him. They don't know how to silence him. You know, like when you're cornered? Yeah, Daniel Snyder feels cornered. And he's going to fight, claw his way out of that corner. And the way he's going to claw his way out of that corner is the dirt. The dirt. Daniel Snyder obviously has enough secrets to hurt so many NFL owners. And they don't want that. So I'm sure they're like calling... uh. Roger Goodell, yo, let's let's just cool it. Let's just cool it on Daniel Snyder. Let whatever happens happens. You know, if the if the fans are getting on him, if the media is getting on him, whatever. But we're gonna let him go. We're gonna let him do his thing. And that's scary. That's the scary part. Is there is nothing nothing that they can do and of course the reports are they're going to say that that's not true that Daniel Snyder didn't say that he doesn't have any dirt well you gotta say that you gotta say that there's going to be a lot of leaking to reporters he said she said did you notice about Daniel Snyder did you notice about this owner I mean, they're just airing all their dirty laundry. You talk about keep it in the locker room. No, B. If you go after Daniel Snyder anymore, all bets are off. And that's the scary part. So Daniel Snyder is here today, Washington, D.C. fans. It's over. It is over. He will be the owner of the Washington Commanders for the foreseeable future the foreseeable future. Thinking of who can foresee the future. Of course, they had to ask KD about the Warriors. You know, Draymond Green was fine, but won't be suspended for punching Jordan Poole. I think that's a mistake. But then again, uh, it's not like we know everything that went on inside. And I don't want to read everything went on inside. Because it matter what went on inside. It wouldn't matter who said what to what. The bottom line is for a player to punch another player in the face like that, there should be more consequences for that. You best believe whoever leaked the video, there's going to be consequences for him. So explain to me why there isn't real consequences for Draymond Green. Because, oh, he's hot-tempered. He should get a pass because he's always been like that. Look, just because somebody's always been like that doesn't mean that they should get a pass. And we could think about a whole bunch of transgressions that you can put that in a box for. It's wrong. He should be suspended. And it didn't have to even be for a long time. They could have just said, yo, we're going to suspend you for the rest of the uh, preseason and, and the first two regular season games. So what? So what? 
You shouldn't allow somebody to hit somebody else like that and not have repercussions that are more than money. It shouldn't all be about money. But of course they have to ask Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant says on ESPN that the Warriors are going to be fine. He said, quote, Draymond is playing next game. Jordan was playing last game, so I guess it's back to normal. Anything around our sport that doesn't just involve the game of basketball, once it gets to that type of stuff, I try to stay away from it. It has nothing to do with anybody else but those people in the locker room. Now, I'll give him that. I will give him that, that it has to do with the people in the locker room. But for that reason alone, he should have been suspended. And it's disappointing that he wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Even if they said they patched up their disagreement, nah, mm-mm. I don't believe it. I think for the sake of the team, yeah, maybe you suppress it, a little passive aggressiveness, but it's not over. It can't be over. It shouldn't be over. But maybe out of respect for what Steve Kerr has done for that organization, the fact that you have the leadership in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, I don't consider Draymond to agree to be a leader. I consider him to be a bully that people translate to him being a tough leader. But I don't buy the leader part with him. Not only just because I don't like that type of leader, but when Klay Thompson and Steph Curry weren't playing and they were hurt, did you see a leader in Draymond Green? No, because that's not a leader. Leadership doesn't work the way Draymond Green thinks leadership works. Don't just tell me, oh, it's because Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, could they're the ones who could score. No, because remember when Draymond Green was kind of like, oh, yeah, I can score too. Oh, Draymond Green has triple doubles. Nope, 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 nope. He is not a leader. He couldn't lead his team when they needed him to. He couldn't. Don't tell me, oh, he didn't have the players. Don't give me those excuses. Don't give me those excuses. A leader's a leader. And I don't consider him to be a leader. I don't consider him to be a leader. Now, Phil Mickelson, on the other hand, is leading something that I know, I know no one expected him to be doing. And that's the fact that with his fame career in the PGA, for him to leave for live, He's a part of the Live Tour. He sees the PGA Tour trending downward. I think that the Live Tour is great for golf. Not because they needed another tour. Not because of the money. As I've said many times, don't act like Saudi Arabia is the only one that has some skeletons in their closet that have some human rights issues that should be addressed. America does. China does. Russia does. Africa does. Australia. A lot of countries do. Europe does. So don't give me that. I don't want to believe in that. But what I will say, especially when you heard the PGA Tour all of a sudden, they found some extra money to be able to pay players, to be able to have alternate tournaments, to be able to have guaranteed salaries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they found the money. Uh-huh. 
I bet they did. No, they were living fat. They were fat cats off of a PGA tour that's considered non-exempt, right? Charitable, was it? I don't know if they're 501c3 status, but it's something ridiculous. That's what I'm talking about. Now they're finding some money. The tour, I had to look it up briefly. There are 501c6, c6. That's what they are. So they're nonprofit. Oh yeah, they're nonprofit, all right. Uh huh. Right? PGA executives collecting millions of dollars that the players don't see. And I'm not saying that they, some of them, don't deserve some millions. But don't get high and mighty. And that's where I have a problem with the PGA Tour. You got high and mighty. We know that there have been controversy with Augusta. With the golf club in the tournament. But no, that was okay. Right? Yeah, the good old boys network. Uh-huh. And Lyft Tour is like, no, nah, we, we, got, we got more money than you. That's what it came down to. And the PGA Tour had to come up with some money. I do think the PGA Tour is trending downward. Because more and more players are going to leave when they're like, oh, wait, y'all got guaranteed money? Technically, if a football league came up with more guaranteed money and if Saudi Arabia said, hey, we're going to fund the next NFL and it was guaranteed money, players would be leaving. What, you got Kirk Cousins as the only quarterback that has fully guaranteed money? Maybe Patrick Mahomes does. Maybe Tom Brady does. Like four players in the NFL maybe have guaranteed money, fully guaranteed. So you're telling me if Saudi Arabia said we're going to start a football league, we'll play every Saturday, fully guaranteed salary for every player. We're going to play in all of the major cities where the NFL is or play internationally. But, you know, okay, I get that makes a difference. That makes a difference. There is no doubt in their mind that the majority of NFL players would be like, peace out. I'm going to go play over there. That's what would happen. That's what would happen. Deshaun Watson's got a guaranteed contract. Kyler Murray kind of has a guaranteed contract. Not really. If you look at 100% guaranteed, if I remember correctly, it's Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson actually may be the only 100% guaranteed contract, which is crazy considering what he's dealing with and what he's been accused of. I mean, that's not good. But I thought Kirk Cousins was 100% guaranteed too. But it's, you know, that was back in the day. That was back in the day. Anyway, bottom line is I'm happy for the Live Tour. So be it. Live and let live. Now y'all might not let me live after I have tried, tried, tried again to get this parlay right. I'm not living. I'm sweating every week with this NFL parlay. It's just not going well. But I know what I'm doing is ridiculous. I accept that. I accept that, but I'm just really just trying to have some fun. That's what it's about for me. I'm having some fun. If I win the lottery, 
y'all will hear about it because it will be trending that somebody won a 16 game parlay on a dollar bet for like $35,000. I know it's unlikely. I know good and well what I'm saying that I'm trying to do here is the hardest, the hardest thing to do. I know that. I'm doing it for fun, just like in my fantasy league. You know what I'm having the most fun this year from? I may have said it last year's pod, last week's podcast too. I picked up Taysom Hill, who is labeled as a quarterback tight end. So I love that I get to put him at tight end, but he can give me some quarterback numbers. My brothers hate it. My brothers hate it, but I love it. I mean, look, this, hey, hey, this that's what it is. That's what it is. All right, so I'm going to go with my gut check picks. Now, give me one thing here, right? I already tweeted out that I'm taking the Bears at plus one. I see it now for one and a half, but I'm still going to take the Bears at one and a half on Thursday night against my Washington Commanders. The rest of my gut check picks. We got the 49ers at the Falcons. I'm taking the 49ers at minus five. We got the Jaguars against the Colts. I'm taking the Jaguars at plus two. Remember the hurting they put on the Colts? Now, I think it's going to be a different game this time. I do. I do, and that makes it tough. Maybe I need to pick the Colts, but I'm going to stick with the Jag. Maybe they're on the up, up, upswing. Vikings favored on the road against the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Vikings at minus three and a half. Bengals on the road against the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints plus two. Ravens on the road against the Giants. The Ravens are favored at minus five and a half. I'm going to take the Giants at plus five and a half. Jets, Packers. Yeah, let me tell you something. The Jets, nah, I don't know. They played some tough games against teams. The Packers coming off a loss. In London, they're back home. I'm going to take the Jets at plus seven and a half. Buccaneers at the Steelers. The Buccaneers are favored at minus eight. You know what? I was supposed to go to this game. I'm not going to be able to go to the game. I'm bummed out about that. But I am going to take the Buccaneers at minus eight at home. No, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to take the Steelers at plus eight. Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored at minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Patriots plus two and a half. We got the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Seahawks, excuse me. Seahawks are the underdog, a home dog, if you will. I'm going to take the Seahawks at plus two and a half. Carolina Panthers at the Rams. I have no idea what's going on with the, with the Rams, but the Panthers, they're even worse. I'm going to take the Rams at minus 10. Maybe they're going to write the ship this week. Look at me talking about a maybe. You can't have maybes. Chiefs hosting the Bills. That's the big game. But the crazy thing is the Chiefs are the home dog. I'm taking the Chiefs at plus two and a half. Cowboys at the Eagles. The Eagles are riding high. The only undefeated team in the NFL. I'm going to take the Eagles at minus six and a half. And Monday night, Broncos at the Chargers. The Chargers are minus four and a half. Not a fan of Brandon Staley, 
But I've got Austin Eckler in one fantasy team, so I want him to do well. And I've got Justin Herbert in another fantasy team. I want him to do well. Broncos, they're just not very good. Russell Westbrook's just not very good. Maybe he should have come to the Commanders. I'm going to take the Chargers at minus four and a half. So here are my picks. Chargers minus four and a half. Eagles minus six and a half. Chiefs plus two and a half. Rams minus 10. Seahawks plus two and a half. Patriots plus two and a half. Steelers plus eight. Jets plus seven and a half. Giants plus five and a half. Saints plus two. Vikings minus three and a half. Jaguars plus two. 49ers minus five. And Bears plus one and a half. And those are my gut check picks for week six in the NFL. Enjoy your sports weekend. I know I will. Enjoy baseball. Maybe you'll remember that there's a day game. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you'll remember. Hopefully I will. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jim O'Kay. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.